0: Support for Crypto Camel is provided by you, the listener. We couldn't make this show come to life without your support. So make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We love our community to chat about what upcoming cryptos are next to go to the moon, and what hidden gems are going to be the next big thing. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Crypto Camel with your host, John Saffron. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about Solana's $6 million exploit. And we're going to be talking about Hollywood and Web3 Films, a new decentralized version of movies. With um, huge breaking news when it comes to uh, the Solana uh, wallets, a lot of us who use Solana and the Phantom Wallet, Um, received a little micro shock um, about this exploit and it's a very popular platform a lot of people use uh, Solana and so when you hear something like Solana has been hacked um, it's a huge deal one, um, obviously your own funds could be in danger but two, uh, Solana is one of the crucial building blocks for the ecosystem And whenever something happens to one of the big uh, boys, it generally trickles down and affects the rest of the market. Think, for example, um, with Terra Luna um, or maybe some of the lending uh, platforms like uh, Celsius. Um, Anything like that tends to have a a negative impact on the market overall. So I will say, though, luckily for us that uh, Solana's exploit so far is uh, seemingly isolated. It's six million dollars, a significant amount, um, but it's likely tied um, to something called the the Slope Wallet. This is at least what the uh, developers um, from the Solana Foundation are are, are saying. Um, it's it's not something to do with the code of Solana itself. That's uh, that uh, affects all wallets across uh, the board. This is something isolated to a code of a wallet outside of the Solana ecosystem, uh, th- themselves. So, um, this is good news because we'd hate to see anything happen to the, uh, main Solana, um, e- ecosystem. So, you know, it's been confirmed that, uh, wallets uh, were either created or used in Slope mobile wallet apps, um, and, uh, um, uh, Basically, developers are saying that the, the closed source slope wallet may be responsible for an ongoing exploit that uh, resulted in millions of dollars worth of crypto tokens being stolen uh, from more than 9,000 hot wallets. And in the second day of the exploit that caused at least 6 million various uh, tokens to be stolen from users Um, of the Slope and Slope Tide phantom wallets. Uh, The Twitter account run by the Solana Foundation is blaming the software of the wallets and not its own code for the attack. So this does... uh, It doesn't appear to be a bug with the Solana code, um, but in the software used by several software wallets, um, which are popular among users of the network, um, the network said in a tweet on Wednesday uh, morning, um, that the stolen funds were drained from unsuspecting hot wallets, which are wallets whose keys are stored online as opposed to uh, hardware devices. And in in a statement, Slope developers said a a cohort of wallets was compromised, but the developers didn't confirm whether the private keys uh, storage practice may have been involved the slope representative that told uh, one of the publications we're not storing any personal data on a centralized server. So this basically means that the representative would rather later admit that this was incorrect uh, statement um, as opposed to kind of saying it now and then getting himself into hot water. So, And the phantom wallet developers, for their part, said they uh, have reason to believe the reported exploits are due to complications related to importing accounts to and from Slope. Uh, The Solana Labs uh, CEO, Anatoly Yakovinko, initially tweeted that he suspected the hack could be linked to Apple iOS uh, supply chain issue. Uh, But has since narrowed down the source to a Slope-related exploit. And he says in his tweet, um, Android seems to be affected as well. All confirmed stories so far have been Tied to the key imported or generated on mobile, most of the reports are Slope, but a few Phantom users as well. And then so far, Phantom users also use Slope, so it seems more likely that it's a Slope-specific bug. And that means that supply chain attack is when a bad actor inserts his or uh, her own malicious code into the software of a larger system. And an iOS supply chain attack in this instance would likely be an attacker accessing private keys by infiltrating internet-connected data. Other developers um, are increasingly saying on Twitter that they believe the slope stored private keys as plain text on a centralized server, which was compromised by the attacker. And and an on-chain sleuth uh, later revealed that Sentry, a third-party event logging platform connected to Slope, was doing just that. So this is Zelik on Twitter, and he's saying, "Um, First, let's talk about Sentry. Sentry is an event logging platform used for reporting errors in apps. If a certain event occurs in the app, a request containing the details and environment is logged into company Sentry. Many companies use Sentry on websites and mobile. And then he says, the Slope wallet for iOS and Android used Sentry for event logging. Any interaction in the app would trigger an event log. Unfortunately, Slope didn't configure Sentry to scrub sensitive info. Thus, uh, mnemonics were leaked to Sentry. So that's one theory. A lot of people have their own theory. And uh, several users and organizations have taken to Twitter to collect information from victims of the exploit, though... No sort of retribution plan has been laid out. And the 9,000 drained wallets make up just a small fraction of the 25 million total Solana hot wallets in existence. Fortunately, it's just a small handful of wallets compared to the 25 million. Next, I really want to talk about something that's very interesting, very cutting edge. And um, we like to bring you everything that's trending, that's not necessarily just for price action, um, what's happening in the markets, but also the trends that are really going to shape the future of how uh, blockchain and decentralization um, is going to be emerged uh, into our our, uh, our daily lives. And so right now, NFT communities are um, greenlining Web3 Films, which is a decentralized future for fans and Hollywood. Basically, filmmakers can decide together with their community Um, how the power of owning the IP and the ownership of the film is going to be used both financially and strategically. And, you know, traditional film industry is one of the most centralized and traditional of them all. Just a handful of movie studios and streaming conglomerates control the lion's share of the global film market. But non-fungible tokens, NFTs basically, and a growing crypto-centric community of enthusiast filmmakers might just disrupt the industry. Um, Some independent projects offer a glimpse into Web3 filmmaking, while others provide a window into distribution. Decentralized streaming is also, um, in some ways, demonstrates what community-based film development and exhibition might look like um, in the not-so-distant future. So, you know, thanks to the popularity of NFTs, the Film uh, 3.0, as they're calling it, ecosystem is about to evolve beyond just the embryonic stage. And although the trend is very fresh and a multitude of kinks need to be worked out, uh, one really has to keep an eye on this uh, emerging uh, crypto sector. And that's what we want to talk about today. So. You know, in, in the, at the Cannes Film Festival, there was a panel discussion um, and the, the director, um, Michael Foss, um, he talked about how he's using NFTs minted from his short film, uh, Caledita, to finance a million dollar future, um, which basically features of the same uh, name, in it, which in 2019, Foss produced a short film with fiat using traditional crowdfunding today he's selling uh, tiered nft packages to subsidize the feature-length movie the intended budget is nine hundred fifty thousand, and so far he says we've raised six hundred fifty thousand, um and it's all through nft sales the the goal is for all the funding to come from nfts and he, he tells uh, people so um, filmmaker mark o'connor also a panel and a participant at con uh, introduced his first Web3 distribution model at the film festival. It's called the the Stalker Movie Pack, an NFT version of the 1990s era DVD movie pack. Um, so, in 2012, O'Connor produced and directed the, uh, the, the movie, which is a psychological thrill, Stalker. And the feature film subsequently won the Underground Cinema Film Festival. In 2014, it was released on DVD in Ireland, Still, O'Connor wanted the film to be fully independent and opted not to release it internationally. Eight years in a thriving NFT ecosystem later, O'Connor fully controls the intellectual property and believes that this traditionally crowdfunded film will be the future of how movies are distributed. So, you know, sometimes industries need decentralized blockchains and sometimes they don't. So, like, do filmmakers really need a decentralized uh, filmmaking? Well, Basically, O'Connor says it's all about controlling the intellectual property. Often, Web2 filmmakers find themselves in circumstances where they lose control over their IP. Losing control of the rights to a film also means losing access to its potential profits. And O'Connor believes that there's a waterfall system currently operating in the industry. When you release a movie in a traditional way, the cinema will take 70%. And then out of that, what's left, the distributor takes 15. Then you have to pay sales agent fees and different fees. O'Connor says at the end of the day, a filmmaker with a successful project can often wind up with no share of the profits. And Tells magazine that filmmakers often create the IP and do all the heavy lifting only to become contracted employees temporarily attached to their own project. Writer and directors like myself start with an idea, develop a whole project, write a script, do the whole thing, make the movie, direct it, but end up doing all of the work of a hire of a company or a producer or a financer that is the actual owner of the film, and sometimes that system is not great. So FAW believes that Web3 filmmakers can utilize the power um, of their communities to finance movies in a decentralized way. And when like-minded community gets behind uh, the project and opts to support it, it greenlights the film. There are no studio executives and no deep-pocketed gatekeepers. So uh, filmmakers can uh, basically decide their own path. Okay, well, that's interesting, but like, where can we see a Web3 film? Well, filmmakers who prefer full control over the IPs require a decentralized space to stream their project, an independent technical solution that doesn't milk profits from the movies. According to the CEO, Mahe um, uh, Krasnow, Um, It provides exactly that. You own your IP. You have the keys to that so that you don't have to rely on us. And and, uh, presently, there is just a handful of online Web3 streaming and distribution models. Um, In 2018, something was established. as a platform or a destination, and it's essentially an end-to-end toolkit that allows creators, distributors, or content companies to become their own platform. So that's why, you know... um, you can't really call it a platform because they don't aim to become a destination themselves. Uh, Although it still works with Web2 technologies, but filmmakers and other creators can use the tool to stream their Web3 content in full HD. Um, Creators can upload their films and do live events and screenings. Um, And, you know, like, for example, the Beam co-sponsored and live-sponsored many of the Web3 panels at at Cannes. And uh, creators on platforms such as Beam can use the tool to build their online community and and can generate revenue by charging fans to do films in fiat or crypto, and a token gate access for community members who have specific NFTs in their wallets. Beam's customers isn't the uh, audience, it's the content creator, the filmmakers. This is similar to the waterfall system where the filmmaker is at the bottom of the venue food chain and it's only paid after everyone else. In Web3 spaces, the filmmaker and their community should control all the streaming uh, revenue. Um, for O'Connor's uh, Caladita token holders, for example, um, and their interactions between the community and the filmmaker will happen on beam before the film premieres. Um, they'll take them along for the whole behind-the-scenes ride. For other projects, um, uh, for example, casting interviews, locations counting, costume and design, community members could theoretically participate in all the elements of pre-production and post Caladia also offers NFT holders utilities and perks a tier 1 buyer purchases the NFT for 0.18 ETH and receives their name in the credits a private link to watch the film access to a private discord server and governance rights to the film's DAO for 6 ETH tier 4 NFT holders receive all the previous perks plus an NFT mid-pass for an onset photo, a physical piece of the film's memorabilia, and an avatar in the movie's credits. Um, So, you know, is the industry kind of ready to flip into film three? Well, um, basically, some people say the global film and video market is well-consolidated with a small number of uh, behemoth players operating in the market. Large corporations such as Disney, Comcast, AT&T... Warner Media, Sony Pictures, Digital Pictures, Viacom, CBS Control, just over 35% of the total market, according to the Motion Picture Association. And this is a 2021 um, uh, fact on the report. So, um, 8 of the top 10 most watched streaming films were viewed on Disney+, Plus, while 2 were seen on Netflix. It's fair to say that the movie industry is entrenched and uh, centralized. And Although it's hard to imagine Hollywood's gatekeepers voluntarily relinquishing full control of a filmmaker's IP, uh, Web3 elements are starting to pepper uh, the industry. Actor and uh, producer Reese uh, Reese Witherspoon's company, Hello Sunshine, recently inked a deal with NFT powerhouse World of Women to create future films and TV uh, shows. And uh, the the co-head... of Vuel, it was just Cameron Shell. He, he basically has the rights to Anthony Hopkins' new thriller, Zero Contact. Then um, it was purchased by the NFT Collectibles platform. And according to Jack Hickey, um, team lead at the MovieCoin the Web3 streaming platform, um, partially funded by Prize Fighter, which is the life of uh, Jen Becker starting Russell Crowe, um, decentralized pictures, a of Web3 offshoot of Francis Ford Coppola's. American Zoetrope, is actively discovering new talent and funding new projects. The platform's co-founders include Leo Machette um, and a Technology and Engineering Emmy Award winner, um, uh, American Zoetrope, Vice President Michael Misant and Coppola's son Roman. And also according to uh, a report in 2020, uh, Forbes um, baseline Web3 technologies like digital IDs underpinned uh, underpinned by blockchain-encrypted biometrically verified tech will be the norm for the biggest um, entertainment providers. It's argued that mega-streamers such as Netflix who lose over $12 per year due to password sharing could benefit financially from IDs. Moreover, on April 5th, Reuters reported that Warner Media's recently departed CEO Jack Killett, believe the industry's future is tethered into the blockchain, and um, he said that the future of Hollywood is blockchain. and And, and I, he says, I think that the NFTs are going to be a potential wave that's going to be coming to Hollywood, in the same ways that the DVD wave came to Hollywood in the nineties, and then film three eventually, um, when it makes a splash and captures the full attention of the streaming and studio giants. Um, they will push back and against uh, today's pioneers they will push back they will release full control of their artist ips and embrace decentralized future well it's hard to say but the web3 community is uh, undoubtedly hopeful and um, people were more curious and open-minded um to experimenting um, in in that, that traditional industry members um, because they were eager to discover to find out what can be done in web3 with filmmaking, in um, all stages of uh, development and distribution. So what do you guys think about Web3 and, and Hollywood? Do you think this is a real disruptor? Do you think we have a chance? Do you think the future of um, Hollywood is going to have uh, blockchain in it? Uh, I believe so. I believe everything has an aspect of it that can benefit from blockchain. There's definitely some things um, that... Um, N- do not need to be uh, decentralized and, and blockchained. But anything that has to do with IP rights, uh, definitely there's going to be a place for um, a digital decentralized system for it. And so th- that's it for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, please uh, send us comments. Um, and subscribe. So Thanks for listening to the Crypto Camel Podcast, you. your number one source for the deep dives into the crypto communication. It would really mean a lot to check our show wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star review and subscribe. See you next week with the best kept secrets in crypto.